Hey, welcome back to the Christopher Governator Show. And I just saw a pretty cool headline. Trump abandoned by his own supporters at rally. Ha ha ha. A damage report. Posted one day ago. So welcome back to another Christopher Governator. And yes, I cover all the pro-democracy podcasts. And shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Aberystwyth. And KPYT Pasquayaki Tribal Radio on the Res Trista Show. 100.3 Yo M.A. On the... There we go. Even abortion. And really right from the Michigan moment of birth. And even after birth. You can't let this happen. But if you have a meaningful death penalty for drug dealers and traffickers... Yeah, he wants to, he wants to kill all the drug traffickers. Like, like uh, Chinese presidents. China, they do in China. Full death penalty. Crime in our country will go down 80 to 85 percent in one day. One day. It'll take one day. Stop the invasion of our southern border. It's an invasion. We're being no, invaded. No different You're than an army of soldiers you. pouring across. These are an army of many, many criminals pouring across. And, and I'm afraid we have never had. We and I don't believe. I don't believe we'll ever have a fair election again. I don't believe it. And even put their political opponents in prison. I think they'd like to see me in prison. Can you imagine? I think they'd like You know why? You know why? Because they're sick. They're sick people. The Biden administration is completely corrupt. after declaring everyone who wants to see their political opponents in prison as sick. They're sick. <laughs> they begin cheering for Hillary Clinton to be locked up. Hillary Clinton didn't even run in the last election. It was the other one. It was half a decade ago. And only sick people want to see their political opponents locked up. Lock her up. Lock her up. Ooh, okay, she's not in jail, but irony is dead. I'm just going to point that out. So there was a lot there, Francesca. Yeah. I mean, the lie that Democrats want to have post-birth abortions is just, that's what you tell a group of people when you want them to be willing to kill people who are pro-choice. Let's be clear about that. You lie to them and say that they're murdering born babies, so they'll be willing to do whatever it takes the lie that there will never be another fair election. I, I have no doubt that there will never be another election that they don't claim wasn't fair. And, uh, oh, uh, we're being invaded, literally invaded, by an army at the southern border. Now, I know what you're thinking. A lot of deranged people have committed acts of mass violence against Latinos using that exact rhetoric. Whatever, Trump is going to still do it. I mean, there was every sort of dangerous, deranged thing in one little rally. Yes, and um, they also put up a picture of Hillary Clinton in order for people to just sort of, you know, like uh, work them up. So they would say the locker up, which is really just like an old hit at this point for Trumpers. Um, I wish that they were as sort of benign as like old Guns N' Roses fans, you know, who just want to hear Paradise City or whatever. Like this is terrifying. And I am not in the camp of 
oh, if Trump goes away, then it'll just be someone who's exactly like him. No, I disagree. I absolutely think that the movement is still there and still scary. But the amount of cultish, violent um, rhetoric that we're hearing between QAnon stuff, between, yes, the death wish, between just like openly talking and very loosely talking about killing enemies like he is and will go full duterte if back in office that's what he's saying oh if you have a what did he say um a good death penalty a a smart death penalty a precision death penalty um Mm -hmm. we can kill even more of my enemies like it is absolutely necessary this man does not come anywhere near the oval office again and I mean, obviously, I'm, but I, I'm just in the camp of like, no, I don't think Ron DeSantis, despite his raging xenophobia and him wishing to be as insane, he's not there, okay. and I don't see him being there. Fucking not. Yeah, I think, and I understand that. So I've occasionally talked about how dangerous DeSantis is, and I have said that in some ways I consider him to be more dangerous. But let's be clear, danger isn't a a spectrum that's just a line. There are many different ways that you can be dangerous. He will be more dangerous in passing deranged giveaways to the rich, I think, doing more of it and that sort of stuff. In terms of direct danger to democracy, DeSantis is bad. I think Trump is worse. When it comes to demonizing the trans community, I think DeSantis right now is actually worse. But, as you saw from that video, I think Trump will regularly inspire more generalized violence against his political opponents. So I do do agree with you there. Well, that's that's not where we are, John. We're basically weighing... Who's inspiring more violence against which community? Uh-oh. Did I touch it? Oh, man. Looks like I did. Shiza. Shiza. What on tarnation? Trump judge declared unfit for office. Yay! Two days ago? What is this? Stop following knowledge mastery. Start following self mastery. If you are able to be bigger than your emotion. Oh boy, is it coming quickly. As more and more people are starting to realize what we've been discussing for at least the last couple weeks now that old Donnie's crony judge isn't simply bad at her job she isn't simply making mistakes she isn't simply interpreting the facts differently but she is actively unfit for the job and so what i have for you are a couple clips that really outline how terrible she is how absolutely historically awful she is even in comparison to other maga judges but also how her you know the appeal against her is going to succeed because of all of that and then get into this absolutely earth-shattering news, which is that she has been declared unfit for office. And now there is a plan to formally take her down Yay. once and for all. Um, Joyce, if I have you, I'm going to bring you into the conversation. Because I know that you obviously had a reaction online. I saw your tweet um, earlier today talking about um, this appeal filed by the Department of Justice. Let me read that for folks. We try and get Hugo back, um, too, so we'll want to bring him back into the conversation. Uh, DOJ has filed a motion to expedite its appeal on the remaining issues pending in front of the 11th Circuit after the um, Mar-a-Lago search. They cite the appropriate local rules for expediting and make a compelling case for it. Talk us through the case, if you will, Joyce. 
interested in Kim Kardashian's fucking cryptocurrency bullshit.
Tony Cameron and Haha with a fresh high fade haircut. Let's get going for democracy, people. Judgeship possible. Thousands of arguments is the hope of the Tony Show. that Justice Brown Jackson will sit for. This morning, she shows her brilliance and shows why she's qualified to ask questions as a Supreme Court justice. It's not, I mean, she's brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Highly educated, has a lot of experience on a bench as a judge. But her experience in life, for these solicitors from Alabama to tell her what it's like to be a black woman, I just don't think. I just don't think that many folks will get it besides her having that experience. And that's the most important mm. part about the court. And I told him I, it would be straightforward and I would ask some really tough questions. But come on the show. I reached out to him. Because he's... Uh, migrants as tonks. Um... And it's just that whole culture that's leading to what we're talking about today. You know, we just had a, a warden of the West Texas Detention Center down in Sierra Blanca. You know, you, have you ever heard of Fort Stockton, Texas? You know, Billy the Kid, that whole story. I, I know I know the Billy the Kid story, but the, the, yeah. the name Fort Stockton escapes me. He would he would often cross into Mexico through Fort Stockton He would because, you know, most of his his activities were in new mexico and he would cut through to texas to relief what needs to be done well she knows how to steal money she's going to get advice from right. old desantis i mean that's the good is happening right now because of oh see this trump threatens hey Mitch. cardone here what if i told you in four hours i could change everything about your life from the way you think to how much money you have in your Threatens Mitch, deplorable Michigan rally. Trump gives another deranged rally before a tiny crowd, this time <laughs> in Warren, Michigan. He also posts death threats on social media about Mitch McConnell and makes racist comments about Mitch McConnell's wife. What world are we living in? <laughs> Trump files a deranged and legally unsound defamation lawsuit against CNN for saying that he spread the big lie, which he did. But Trump has now opened the door to massive discovery into his conduct. And oh, as a lawyer, it is so sweet to see Florida Republicans vote against $18.8 billion in FEMA aid for disaster relief for their own state again i ask what world are we in and then they gaslight america by saying that they are not receiving any aid meanwhile ron desantis's tactic is to attack the media for his incompetent response to hurricane ian Better O'Rourke shines in his debate for Texas governor against Greg Abbott, who wanted no one in the audience and for it to last less than one hour. And of course, the GOP supports fascists abroad. This is the Midas Touch podcast. And 
we have breaking news as of the time of this reporting, which we are live right now, and I'll prove it to you that we are live right now. Uh, reporting from the Daily Beast that Herschel Walker, who has said that all abortions should be banned, it is being reported that he paid for a woman's abortion in 2009, who he had relations with. And the Daily Beast has obtained receipts and other records to back it up. Brett and Jordy, it's great to see you. But Brett, what can you tell us about this Herschel Walker report? Well, it's great to be here. It's great to be live, live with the Midas Touch podcast audience. Bye, bye. I mean, last week, it was just like the energy was just so killer. We were like, we got to do it again. And plus, what it allows us to do is it allows us to be breaking the news as it happens with you. So this Herschel Walker story, guys, is just like typical Republican hypocrisy. We've seen it time and time again, and this is just most glaring. So it's being reported that Herschel Walker in 2009 had paid for an abortion with his then girlfriend. Like you said, Ben, Herschel Walker has gone on the campaign trail and he said there should be no exception for abortion. None whatsoever. Abortion should be illegal. Apparently, the only exception should be, I guess, if you're Herschel Walker, as this Daily Beast article says. Uh, the woman who, who spoke with the Daily Beast, then they had corroborated her story, said that her and Walker conceived a child while they were dating in 2009. He actually urged her to get the abortion. And the woman said she had the procedure and that Walker ended up reimbursing her for the procedure and talk about receipts ben she supported these claims by showing the 575 dollar receipt that she had from the clinic as well as a get well card from walker and a bank deposit which included an image of a signed 700 dollar personal check from walker and a bank deposit <laughs> that then corroborated the check and there was basically he added on 125 dollars extra for some other costs like transportation and, and things like that walker is now threatening to sue as as all these republicans do instead of taking responsibility he is now threatening to threatening to sue the daily beast for the reporting and that's where we're at right now here's herschel walker's response he says regarding the latest democrat attack this is a flat-out lie and i deny this in the strongest possible terms this is another repugnant hatchet job from a democrat activist disguised as a reporter who has obsessively attacked my family and tried to tear me down since this race started he's harassed friends of mine asking if i bother their children he's called my children secret because i didn't want to use them as campaign props in a political campaign now they're using an anonymous source to further slander me they will do anything to hold on to power it's disgusting gutter politics i'm not taking this anymore i i i planning to sue the daily beast for this defamatory lie it will be filed tomorrow morning and that's where we're at well i bring on the lawsuit i mean Man, there's not going to be a suit is there you know, one of their tactics are is they threaten the lawsuit and hope right. people forget about it. Like, do you remember uh, when Carrie Lake threatened to sue? Uh, was the uh, drag queen who came on and she goes, yeah. "I filed the lawsuit." You didn't file a lawsuit. Like, you sent a letter and you served a letter on the individual while she was actually doing a show. You has as much process. legal standing as you sending a tweet. Like, you've done nothing. You've done and then nothing. they go on TV and they're like, I filed a lawsuit. <laughs> and it is a completely made up and contrived point. But speaking of, but you know who doesn't though? Donald Trump actually filed this lawsuit, which was like the most incoherent, strangest lawsuit uh, that he filed against CNN. That was also breaking. He filed this lawsuit for 
$425 million. And he alleged that CNN's use of the term... Or 75. That extra 40, can't forget about the extra 50. $425 million. And the allegation is that by referring to his election disinformation as, quote, the big lie, that that defamed his character. Um, and also comparing him to other dictators defamed his character. And after filing the lawsuit, he also said that he was going to sue the January 6th committee and many other media outlets. And I kind of hope that he sues us. <laughs> I'm not say I'm feeling a little left out. I mean, we made videos calling Trump a racist. We made videos calling Trump an insurrectionist. We made videos calling Trump a Russian lackey. And we just get ignored in this whole ordeal? <laughs> I mean, look, at the end of the day, one of the things that comes with this, I mean, it's a completely frivolous lawsuit. I mean, you read this lawsuit, it literally looks like a third grader wrote this lawsuit. And really, no offense to third graders, because I think they can do a better job writing this lawsuit than Trump's lawyers did here. Um, but when you get to the heart of it, he alleges that by calling it a big lie, that defamed his character. He goes through like other weird examples where he references like a guest who was brought on CNN, like a singer, and he goes, while she has a very beautiful singing voice, she should not have said those things about uh, what, I was, what I was doing about the election. I mean, completely baffling. But then what CNN gets to do now, though, is he's opened the door. At the same time, he's being investigated for criminal conduct by uh, the DOJ, by the district attorney in Georgia. Donald Trump has now opened up the door for discovery into his conduct related to January 6th. Like the whole, he could be deposed on this. They can ask for a request for production of documents. All of this is now in play. The very first thing I would do if I'm CNN is I wouldn't even file a motion to dismiss because that's like what you would think they would do. Just file a motion to dismiss. I would say, you know what? I'm going to answer the complaint. I want to take your deposition next month, Donald Trump. I'm ready to go. See you next week. Because what's he going to do? He's going to do what he did with Tish James. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. And those were questions that he was asked with the New York AG about the valuations of his property. He pled the fifth on those questions. Just think about what he's going to do on January. He's going to plead the fifth to his own lawsuit. By the way, the same way he ran and he was scared shitless, in Florida, in the Judge Eileen Cannon proceeding, where he did not want to submit an affidavit regarding his claims about the evidence that was at his house or whether his claim it was planted. He got bit. Have you tried a ton of different spiritual techniques and energy healing modalities, but there are still one or more areas of your life that just won't cooperate? Are you stuck with regards to your health? Bailed out by Judge Eileen Cannon. Thankfully, the Department of Justice just filed a motion to expedite the appeal because her ruling was so atrocious. But in that case, he's the plaintiff and he goes, I don't want to file any affidavits. You're bringing the case, buddy. <laughs> As I said before, if you do not want to be called an insurrectionist, if that's something that upsets you, then do not lead an insurrection against the United States of America. If you don't want to be called a racist, then do not have a history, a decades-long history 
of racist behavior. And we could apply that to every claim that Donald Trump made here. And at its core here, I mean, this is the most like fundamental First Amendment kind of lawsuit on the planet. This is, flies in the face of the First Amendment. It flies in the face of the entire notion of free speech. It's incredibly hypocritical from the guy who literally founded his own social media network, which is failing and under criminal investigation because Twitter doesn't allow free speech. He's now suing because of people's opinions about him, which are grounded in lots of facts. And I think the irony of all this also is I think the people who would be most scared if in some alternate universe this lawsuit actually went through and there were damages assessed because of Cena, the people who would be most scared about this sort of thing has to be a Fox News who just literally lies and makes up horrible horrendous trash i mean they called obama hitler for like eight years straight the horrific things they said the comparison when they had the picture of the judge next to uh, uh on put it on the air and said it was a real photo like the things that fox does this will open up a whole can of worms for them and they're already in deep enough shit with all the Smartmatic lawsuits and the other lawsuits from the voting machine companies. But just imagine the wrath they would face if this was the standard. You know, thankfully for them, that's not the case. Um, and I, I, well, Brett, one of the things, too, Donald Trump argues in paragraph two of the complaint that the actual malice standard, which was established in the preeminent case of New York Times versus Sullivan, that he writes that actually shouldn't be the standard so he wants to change the he, he filed the lawsuit and said the standard shouldn't be the standard okay in paragraph two but brett you know if i was to see then i would say or if trump sues us I, hopefully he does i would say, <laughs> bring it on buddy bring it, bring it, on, bring it on. on we're not scared come on man honestly if i woke up and that happened i would legitimately be i'd be so ready i was meant for that moment i was trained for that one moment in i just life. like I, I just hope like jen ellis is the process server if it happens to us so, oh but I, then you got to cover your nose because i know, know that the, the documents are going to smell like parts um <laughs> but but what i would say though is if we were sued you know what i would show as exhibit a <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. show, i would show the video of the trump rally in warren michigan that little teeny tiny itsy bitsy trump rally in warren michigan i mean these rallies are getting more bizarre and bizarre each week right where were we we were in wilkes-barre and then we were in youngstown um and then we were in wilmington and now we're in warren and and this one trump like basically spent for someone who was about to sue cnn for the big lie he literally spent the whole time just bashing elections and the idea of free elections i mean like literally all he did in this one was basically he literally said there will never be a free election again just think about how dangerous of a statement that is. And then he leaned in on his call with Raffensperger and wanted to tie it to both the anti-democratic process here and abroad. And he was like, it was just like my perfect call where I extorted Zelensky. I mean, like he, he says both of those things that are there. And of course, he concludes with the QAnon theme song. And that's the new thing at Trump rallies. They play QAnon music at the end. And even though Trump likes when the people put their fingers up, where we go one, we go all sign. Like there are people in the security who don't like it. So there's like conflicting views about whether they should actually make the sign. But they play the music 
And meanwhile, you have all the people on like the QAnon forums and on Truth Social and stuff go, he's playing my song. He's playing our song. He's speaking to us. They are hearing the call. And it's just so bizarre, right? Is it, is it a bizarre It's the Jordan same way how... the Proud Boys heard Stand Back and Stand By. When he exactly. plays that music, it is a dog whistle of sorts. It is a calling card. Hey, hey, you crazy QAnon folk, I'm going to need you. Uh, coming up in this upcoming election. So please stay with me. That's what he's saying when he plays that song. And Jordy used the term dog whistle, which was actually a term that Donald Trump used in his lawsuit against CNN, saying that they accused him of sending these dog whistles out to racists. So it's like literally all they got to do is say, Exhibit A, Judge, uh, the, 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 here, here's the rally that he just had. But, okay. Also, by the way, it's right. quite interesting that he chose now to sue CNN, especially when CNN has made this hard pivot right, as we covered on the Midas Touch podcast before. So it's interesting now that he... What, what Ben, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, in his own demented mind, he probably thinks that he has an ally in the new head of CNN, Chris Licht, who's going to turn on his reporters. So he right. probably thinks Chris Licht will like this lawsuit, and then maybe that will help get the other reporters fired. That would be my guess. I remember there was something that came out also when when Chris Lick came into CNN. One of the things that he actually had told the anchors to stop doing was, I believe it was reported, he told them stop calling it the big lie. And so it oddly lines up now exactly with what Trump, Trump put that in his lawsuit. Dude, yeah, yeah, it's in, it's in the suit for a reason. So I think it's important that you do see that. But I mean, this just shows how desperate and flailing and, and it just it's it's a complete mockery of the legal system. And you just have to like roll your eyes and laugh and be like, this guy is just such a complete absolute joke it's always amazing to me too how these trump rallies are supposed to be they're branded as like america's the best and we're gonna have a celebration of america and all it is is like a few hours of saying the worst things about the united states of america and the worst things about the people in this country and the worst things about the law enforcement of this country it's like what do you actually like about america if this is the rally you're holding a hate rally against america in in uh, hiding it behind patriotism because he waved the flag i mean it's disgusting it's such a good point if you dropped a literal alien in one of the rallies to observe the rally the alien would walk away and say this guy hates this guy this guy hates america everything it's they're the <laughs> most anti-american uh, celebrations it's bizarre you know it's the one successful thing that russia is actually doing is holding these trump rallies in the united states of america like their you know, one successful thing is having infiltrated the MAGA republican party or are the MAGA republican party to do that? i mean guys i don't know if you heard uh you know putin's speech the other day or read the translation of it um but when i was reading the translation of putin's speech the other day i could not help but think that every single line that he said lined up exactly with a republican or MAGA talking point like like word for word the things he said about like the national pride of russians the things he said about the lgbtq community school line schools it could have if you did not see vladimir putin's name before it and you said this was a speech given by donald trump or marjorie taylor green or someone else in the republican party you would not have batted an eye at it not, well, look, not what, even see, a look what right after the speech and the unlawful annexation what did CPAC do? They call themselves like 
conservative. There's nothing conservative about these people. Remember at the CPAC convention, they held these boots where they put the insurrectionists and called them political prisoners. So Marjorie Taylor Greene would like bend down on her knee and like gave them kisses. And there was this weird like ceremony saying that these were political prisoners. This is what CPAC said right after Vladimir Putin's speech that you're referencing. Vladimir Putin announces the annexation of four Ukrainian-occupied territories. Biden and the Dems continue to send Ukraine billions of taxpayer dollars. Meanwhile, we are under attack at our southern border. When will Democrats put America first and end the gift-giving to Ukraine? End the gift-giving to Ukraine. I mean, they are truly, CPAC, a Russian propaganda arm. They go more far out than even Russia's propaganda arms are going right now. And they were chicken shit because CPAC posted that. And then like after they were condemned for it, they like took it down right away. But speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, did you see her speech at that rally, which she said she, I mean, it was one of the most horrifying and dangerous things in the world. By the way, she's someone who would be a leader in the republic she is right now but if they took power she would be making decisions over your life over your family's life over your community's life and she goes and she says the killings have begun the killings have already begun democrats do i don't want to mince words democrats Music maker shopping for gear online. Sweetwater.com is the place for you. I think he's actually With saying, let the killings Best begin. Prices. Democrats are out there killing Republicans. Brett, do we have this oh. video um, to pull up? I'm not going to win mince words with you all. Democrats want Republicans dead. And they've already How started the killings. It's so dangerous. It's so, it's so dangerous. I think How really like... Here? Apart from these rallies just being filled with very dangerous rhetoric also, I think one of the things that tends to bother me about them most and tends to bother me about the entire Republican Party is just the endless lies and the endless gaslighting. It's just lie after lie after lie after lie, and they're vicious lies that are going to get people killed. I mean, they've already caused chaos with these lies, and they're just continuing to rile their people up. And if they really give their followers this complex that there are Democrats out there who are hunting them down, they're basically giving them permission with all their other Second Amendment type rhetoric that they have to shoot them, to shoot Democrats because they think that they are the enemy. And that is just as dangerous as it gets with this political rhetoric. And the fact that not a single Republican is has a spine enough to say, you know what, that's wrong. Like, we could have conservative beliefs and we could speak about tax policy and we could speak about our vision, which I guess just it doesn't exist at this point. They're, they don't have one, which is the problem. But instead, they just stay silent. They just stay the course. They let these people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump fire up their base, fire up these people to do horrific things. And I think that's one of the big differences, too, that we see in the way that kind of, you know, on our channels compared to a far right channel, the way they call out the so-called left. Because what they will do is they will find one instance of like a random person who has no association to democratic politics, to the 
power structure of the Democratic Party and they'll say, find somebody saying something dumb or inflammatory and they'll go, look, look, look what they want to do. Meanwhile, the people who we show you on this show are generally the people who are at the power center of the Republican Party. Right. These are the people who they are saying they are considering making heads of committees if they take power. Mm. And we won't let them. They will make these people Speaker of the House. They are trying to reelect Donald Trump to be president again. These are people with active authority. These are the leaders of the Republican Party. And that's just such a huge difference that needs to be pointed out. It's such a good Pull point. Up. Now that he... What, what, ben, what are you gonna say? I was going to say, in his own demented mind, he probably thinks that he has an ally in the new head of CNN, Chris Licht, who's going to turn on his reporters. So he right. probably thinks Chris Licht will like turn this lawsuit, and then maybe that will help get the other reporters fired. That would be my guess. I remember there was something that came out also when when Chris Lick came into CNN. One of the things that he actually had told the anchors to stop doing was, I believe it was reported, he told them stop calling it the big lie. And so it oddly lines up now exactly with what Trump, Trump put that in his lawsuit. Dude, yeah, yeah. It's in, it's in the suit for a reason. So I think it's important that you do see that. But I mean, this just shows how desperate and flailing and, and it just it's it's a complete mockery of the legal system. And you just have to like roll your eyes and laugh and be like, this guy is just such a complete absolute joke it's always amazing to me too how these trump rallies are supposed to be they're branded as like america's the best and we're gonna have a celebration of america and all it is is like a few hours of saying the worst things about the united states of america and the worst things about the people in this country and the worst things about the law enforcement of this country it's like what do you actually like about america if this is the rally you're holding a hate rally against america in in uh, hiding it behind patriotism because he waved the flag. I mean, it's disgusting. It's such a good point. If you drop a literal alien in one of the rallies to observe the rally, the alien would walk away and say, this guy hates this guy. This guy hates America. Everything. It's They're the <laughs> most anti-American uh, celebrations. It's bizarre. You know, it's the one successful thing that Russia is actually doing is holding these Trump rallies in the United States of America. Like, you know, one successful thing is having infiltrated the MAGA Republican Party or are the MAGA Republican Party. I mean, guys, I don't know if you heard, uh, you know, Putin's speech the other day or read the translation of it. Um, but when I was reading the translation of Putin's speech the other day, I could not help but think that every single line that he said lined up exactly with a Republican or MAGA talking point, like like a word for word the things he said about like the national pride of russians the things he said about the lgbtq community school line schools and it, the nation, it could have if you did not see vladimir putin's name before it and you said this was a speech given by donald trump or marjorie taylor green or someone else in the republican party you would not have batted an eye at it not, well, look not what, even see, a little bit look what we're right after the speech and the unlawful annexation what did CPAC do? And they call themselves like conservative. There's nothing conservative about these people. Remember at the CPAC convention, they held these booths where they put the insurrectionists and called them political prisoners. So Marjorie Taylor Greene would like bend down on her knee and like gave them kisses. And there was this weird like ceremony saying that these were political prisoners. This is what CPAC said right after Vladimir Putin's speech that you're referencing. Vladimir Putin announces the annexation of four Ukrainian occupied territories. Biden and the Dems continue to send Ukraine billions of taxpayer dollars. Meanwhile, we are under attack at our southern border. 
when will Democrats put America first and end the gift giving to Ukraine? End the gift giving to Ukraine. I mean, they are truly CPAC, a Russian propaganda arm. They go more far out than even Russia's propaganda arms are going right now. And they were taking to that. And then like after they were condemned for it, they like took it down right away. But speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, did you see her speech at that rally, which she said she I mean, it was one of the most horrifying and dangerous things in the world. By the way, she's someone who would be a leader in the Republic. She is right now. But if they took power, she would be making decisions over your life, over your family's life, over your community's life. And she goes and she says, the killings have begun. The killings have already begun. Democrats, I don't want to mince words. Democrats are out there killing Republicans. Brett, do we have this video um, to pull up? I'm not going to mince words with you all. Democrats want Republicans dead. And they've already started the killings. It's so dangerous. It's so, it's so dangerous. I think really, like, apart from these rallies just being filled with very dangerous rhetoric also, I think one of the things that tends to bother me about them most and tends to bother me about the entire Republican Party is just the endless lies and the endless gaslighting. It's just lie after lie after lie after lie. And they're vicious lies that are going to get people killed. I mean, they've already caused chaos with these lies, and they're just continuing to rile their people up. And if they really give their followers this complex that there are Democrats out there who are hunting them down, they're basically giving them permission with all their other Second Amendment type rhetoric that they have to shoot them, to shoot Democrats, because they think that they are the enemy. And that is just as dangerous as it gets with this political rhetoric. And the fact that not a single Republican is has a spine enough to say, you know what, That's we could have conservative beliefs and we could speak about tax policy and we could speak about our vision, which I guess just it doesn't exist at this point. They don't have one, which is the problem. But instead, they just stay silent. They just stay the course. They let these people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump fire up their base, fire up these people to do horrific things. And I think that's one of the big differences, too, that we see in the way that kind of, you know, on our channels compared to a far right channel, the way they call out the so-called left. Because what they will do is they will find one instance of like a random person who has no association to democratic politics, to the power structure of the Democratic Party and they'll say, find somebody saying something dumb or inflammatory and they'll go, look, look, look what they want to do. Meanwhile, the people who we show you on this show are generally the people who are at the power center of the Republican Party. Right. These are the people who they are saying they are considering making heads of committees if they take power. Yeah. And we won't let them. They will make these people Speaker of the House. They are trying to reelect Donald Trump to be president again. These are people with active authority. These are the leaders of the Republican Party. And that's just such a huge difference that needs to be pointed out. It's such a good point, Brad. If you're watching now, if you're listening, it's if you're sick of hearing Marjorie Taylor Greene and seeing her so often, if the Republicans gain power again, I promise you, you will see her at least six times as much. And I just want to go back to this, Ben, to your point about CPAC calling themselves conservative. You're right. There's nothing conservative about them. 
they're as much conservative as when Trump releases a post on his truth social that we call it a truth. I mean, it's literally an oxymoron at this point with these this, this modern day Republican Party. It's ridiculous. Jordy, can I make a comment? I like your hair today. You're doing like a Justin Timberlake thing. Thank you. I just want to say that I really we get a good luck. Let's bring Jordy full screen. Yeah, no, it looks good, man. You know, it's got that little Justin Timberlake little with some joke. We are live, live now. There's there's no room for for messing up. Yeah, no, it stays in the pod. This all stays in the pod, and our audio listeners are going to love our description. You get the screen off my face, please. Thank you. All right, the screen stays on Jordy for the remainder of the pod. What's next, Ben? (laughs) What's next is also this event um, at at Warren, Michigan was actually supposed to be for, you forget about it, it was supposed to be for Tudor Dixon. Tudor Dixon's the MAGA Republican candidate who's running uh, for governor there. And just so you know, we're talking about the leadership. Tudor Dixon was someone who mocked Gretchen Whitmer, the current governor, for being subject to a kidnapping plot in which the kidnappers were tried and convicted of trying to kidnap and kill her. And that's what the MAGA Republicans think is like funny, a funny joke, and that they keep leaning in. They were saying, lock her up, lock her up. Did you see that campaign ad, though, Brett, that one of the county GOP groups uh, did? I mean, I almost thought it was parody, but it's real. I thought I thought this was a I absolutely thought this was a joke. This when is I real. Saw it. When I saw it this morning, I was like, "Who made this hilarious parody? Who made?" And, and then I realized it was not a parody; it was real. And then Tudor Dixon herself shared the ad. So I'm going to play it for you now, and I want you all to know, we did not make this at Midas Touch. This was not made by The Daily Show. This is a legitimate political ad for Tudor Dixon, and here it is. Hey, have you seen the TV ads with the governor talking about the great things she's done for Michigan? She's a liar. Whitmer can say what she wants, but we live here. Just look around, man. During COVID, Whitmer locked down businesses like the Owasso Barber and put one woman from Holland in jail. Oh, yeah. 3,000 restaurants closed. And she's pro-business? Yeah, right. And what about those higher gas and food prices? Our schools were closed for almost two years. Poor kids. Speaking of kids, Whitmer says she's going to work like hell to keep killing babies. And she put COVID patients in Graham's nursing home. Graham died alone. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm voting for the other chick. What's her name? Tudor Dixon. Okay, let's roll. Watch out for potholes. Whitmer never kept her promise to fix the damn roads. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm kind of speechless. But we've got, that is a real ad. Could you believe that that is who Republicans are in 2022? That is what the MAGA Republican Party is. All right. So here's my message. Here's my message to you after seeing that ad. These seven people in this ad that you saw, they vote. They care about elections. So... Make sure that you and your family care more than them and get out and vote and don't let those people have any power right now. I mean, it's it's a joke, but it's also deadly serious. And once again, just the lies and the gaslighting, just made up things and just it's just horrific rhetoric. How can they air that? How when you make a claim? I mean, I used to work in marketing, as we know. And when you make a claim about somebody or a product or something, you have to have something to substantiate it. Like you have to have science or, or a fact or something real. Ben, how could they put that on TV? 
I'm surprised that that's what you focused on in that ad. Like, <laughs> Jordy's focused on the substantiation of the claims. I, 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 I want some detail. I mean, Jordy, that was like the most batshit crazy. But, but it is, it is, you know, it is to, to peel back the curtain a little bit. Whenever we do ads at, at the Midas Touch uh, Committee, uh, we always have to provide substantiation of the claims we make in the ad. So Jordy's very right, and Jordy's probably thinking that way because it's always a process that we have to do, and we just put up billboards around the country. I think we have like. At least 17. We might actually have like 21 billboards in total around the country, and we're going to announce all of them one by one. And they are all incredible in swing states and the House districts that need them the most. But every time we submit those billboards, they will come back and they will ask for us to back up the claims that we made. And we have to provide a lot of substantiation for the claims that we make. And sometimes they say that's not enough. Sometimes they say, oh, yeah, but, you know, he may have said that, but he didn't say it exactly in that direct manner. So, and then we've got to go back and we got to change the language and and it is a part of the process that i think people might actually be a little interested in. did so, daniel Gilch fact check this idea too complicated for him to fact check but i am excited to announce and we will be announcing that the political action arm of what we do did over a six-figure buy of billboards in key critical districts and areas we'll be announcing more of that this week but when you watch that video that we did and you go wow this party is just so completely deranged you say well who's at the top of the party who is the leader of the party and look at what donald trump said recently i mean donald trump making death threats there's no other way to describe this against the other leader of the party mitch mcconnell Mitch McConnell and no one else even like responds. They just like let it go down. Um, and this is what he said. Is McConnell approving all of these trillions of dollars worth of Democrat sponsored bills without even the slightest bit of negotiation because he hates Donald J. Trump and he knows I am strongly opposed to them? Or is he doing it because he believes in the fake and highly destructive Green New Deal and is willing to take the country down with him? In any event, either reason is unacceptable. He has a, and this is in caps, death wish must immediately seek help and advise and advise he writes from his china loving wife coco chow i mean how disgusting can you be i mean the death threats the racism the sheer stupidity <laughs> once again going in. going back to our cnn lawsuit they should just be go okay if exhibit a is the rally exhibit b is this this post that he did two days ago or yeah we can literally build the <laughs> we can literally build CNN. from that one message from the last two hours it's got it all it's it, think about it it's like uh, it's like the Stefan uh, skits on SNL. Uh, this Trump truth has it all. It's got insurrection. It's got racism. It's got casual threats of violence. It's it's got everything. Come to Truth Social, where Donald Trump posts everything that CNN. <laughs> and meanwhile, when he's posting in all caps, "Death Wish," to go back to our earlier segment, he's got those QAnon folks literally just standing out of beat now for everything he tweets for a hidden code or a message these people aren't right in the head so when they see him with that i don't you, no, it's just an over threat i was going to call it a dog whistle it's an over threat they're thinking to themselves i probably have to do something here it's it's bizarre man no doubt and look at uh so so over the weekend right after trump makes that statement people like rick scott senator from florida who was himself uh, a defendant a civil defendant and one of the large i think it was a criminal defendant too he pled the fifth but the company was but he was also in uh, in a civil case the biggest medicare
healthcare fraud in the history of the United States of America. He got the golden parachute after he left the company. That's who these caliber of people are. But Rick Scott goes on on one of the morning shows and he's asked like, why don't you like criticize that? Like you're okay with that? And Rick Scott's response, I'll let you play it, but Rick Scott's response is like, Trump gives everyone nicknames. <laughs> it's just a funny guy who gives nicknames. Like Death Wish and Coco Chow. Play the clip. Senator, I know you're understandably very focused on what is happening uh, in your state of Florida, but I have to ask you about what appears to be a threat by former President Trump against your colleague, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell. Uh, Trump said, quote, he has a death wish for supporting Democratic sponsored bills. He also mocked McConnell's wife and his own former transportation secretary, Elaine Chao, as, quote, China loving and Coco Chow. You're a member of the Senate GOP leadership. Are you okay with this? Well, look, I, I can never talk about, respond to why anybody else says what they said. But here's what is the way I looked at it is, I think, you know, what the president is saying is, you know, we've there's been a lot of money spent over the last two years. Uh, we've got to make sure we don't keep caving to Democrats and causing inflation and causing more and more debt. Um, as you know, you know, the president like, likes to give people nicknames. You can ask him how he came up uh, with the nickname. Uh, I'm sure he has a nickname for me. Um, but, you know, here's what I know. We, we got to watch how we spend our money. We got to stop this inflation. Um, and, you know, and I, don't, I don't condone violence, and I hope any, no one else condones violence. Nicknames are one thing, but this, this, is, this appears racist. Is that okay? It's never, ever okay to be a racist. Um, um, it's, you know, look, I think you always have to be careful, you know, if you're in the public you know, eye, how you, how you say things. You want to make sure you're inclusive. You want to make sure, uh, like yesterday in the neighborhood I was in, we have people probably from 10 countries that live there. And so that's what's great about this country. And what I, I know. All right, enough, enough of that. How do people elect that person to any position? And what they were talking about there, too, just so we know what the funding at issue was, it was FEMA aid for hurricane relief in that state where he was cosplaying wearing that Navy hat. That is what was one of the main things in that in that stopgap bill, providing $18.8 billion in hurricane-related relief to things like the devastation that was just caused by Hurricane Ian. But Ben, like uh, obviously, you know these are Florida representatives. You got you know people like Rick Scott, you got Marco Rubio, you got Matt Gates. Clearly, these senators and representatives from Florida, clearly they would have voted for the hurricane relief funding, right? I mean, come no, on. you would you would think that would be what they would do, but they didn't. And I want to talk more about that in a bit. But I also want to tell everybody if you are loving independent media like this and you want to support independent media we need you to go to patreon.com slash midas touch that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash midas touch there are a number of different membership tiers there with exclusive benefits don't worry if you're not a member of patreon.com you still get all of the youtube videos everything else remains the same but if you want to support and grow this network we have no outside investors one way you can help no matter where you live in the world is by going to patreon.com slash midas touch also if you want to wear the midas touch pro democracy gear go to store.midastouch.com jordy 
aka Justin Timberlake, oh. is in charge of the Midas Touch store. He does a great job curating some of the best gear, like the Convict or Convict 45. Row, row your vote and row member shirts. Get your gear at store.midastouch.com. And our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I didn't really have the time to make my own vitamin regimen with gummies and pills. And when I tried to do it, it just didn't work. But with Athletic Greens, I take one scoop of this green powder. I put it in a cup. I put water in the cup. I shake it. It tastes incredible. And I got all of the energy and vitamins I need for the day. Look. Do I look rested today? So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it's for you. It's price. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And tons of people take some <laughs> mineral, and it's important to choose ones that have high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is athleticgreens.com slash Midas. That's athleticgreens.com slash Midas. Again, athleticgreens.com slash Midas. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Mm, I love me some Athletic Greens. Brett, going That's back killer, to... Killer library. That was unbelievable. Yeah, A-plus, Ben. Really, really impressive. Do you know, like, you see the new... I'm back with my background. You're... Yeah. Speaking, speaking, speaking of backgrounds, did you guys see the difference in my background today? I bet the chat is able to guess it, but Ben never looks at my screen when I talk, so there's no way he does. Bring up my screen for a second, Brett. Ben, what's different with my background? Let's see Jordy's background. Yeah, pull up Jordy. Your background is you have bags by your door. Nope, wrong. My Midas the first time fell. Jordy went to the farmer's market. That's what <laughs> My Midas sign crashed last night. It broke, it broke our YouTube award, which is super upsetting. And yeah, I'm just not good. Not good. All right, Sorry, I didn't notice that, Jordy. Back to this action. Back to the show, Brent. So you were talking about Florida, uh, members of Congress, senators. How did the 16-member GOP congressional Republican, Republican, I have to mention, how did all the Republican GOPers in the House vote? Well, I think all of our uh, listeners and viewers will be shocked to shocked. find, will be absolutely stupefied to find out that all 16 Florida Republicans in the House voted against the stopgap funding, voted against the funding that included funding for disaster relief. Um, you had Senators Rubio and Scott calling incessantly you got to put this relief in the bill you got to put this relief in the bill put it in the bill we need it we need it we need it you know every democrats did it without hesitation like of course we're going to give you the relief <laughs> like like yeah absolutely and then they put it in the bill and they go psych not going to vote for it and this is a common tactic that we keep seeing with these republicans in these bills where they you know put a lot of pressure in for their projects that they want you know and, and this is a very important one which should not be denied of course but oftentimes they will put in you know their local bridge or their local 
park or whatever, whatever pet project that they want, they'll put it in the bill and it's fine for them to put it in the bill. But then they end up voting against the bill because they say, oh, there's pork in the bill, which basically to them just means I ain't paying for yours, though. And so what ends up happening is in a disaster relief bill like this, they end up putting some other funding for other disasters that have affected other states. And they don't want to help those other states. And so we saw, just like uh, Scott got called out on the air the other day, we saw Marco Rubio as well get called out on the air today by saying, uh, the other day, by saying, oh, there's all this pork in the bill. I can't vote for the bill. And then when pressed on it, the host said to him, she was like, you know, that was that funding that you're complaining about was to fix a roof in a building that was destroyed in another natural disaster. And he just stammers and tries to make some other excuse up. I mean, it's, it's the same thing nonstop. And you have people like Ron DeSantis running the state who have been so focused on these side issues, so focused on riling up that MAGA base with culture war bullshit kidnapping asylum seekers DeSantis all he wants to do is run for president he's making these cosplay videos of him pretending to be a pilot it, it leaves them totally wholly unprepared to handle crises like this when that happens and that's where Floridians are left with today that's the problem whether you're talking about DeSantis or an Abbott you go down the line of these Republican governors 